I'm Derek Thompson, longtime writer with The Atlantic Magazine on tech, culture, and politics. There is a lot of noise out there, and my goal is to cut through the headlines, loud tweets, and hot takes in my new podcast, Plain English. I'll talk to some of the smartest people I know to give you clear viewpoints and memorable takeaways. Plain English starts November 16th. Listen for free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. Arby's better not catch you slacking on snacking with their new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps. And your choice of ranch, barbecue, honey, mustard, and a bonus flavor called Incredible Value. You can't taste it, but boy, is it sweet. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. Gentlemen, to the latest edition of Weekends with Waz. Of course, I'm Big Waz, aka Wazney Lambray, and I have a very, very special, exciting guest on today. New York Daily News, next beat reporter, and my brother. Christian was popping, boy. Yo, hey, yo, this is our first time really linking, bro. Nice to Ever. meet you, my guy. Of course, of course. Hey, you got to pull up on this side. Pull up to New York real quick so we can turn up the right way. I, I'm going to be in New York in two weeks. Um, Do oh, not yeah. worry about it. We're going to lock uh-huh. in. By that the way, it. just so everybody knows, my man Christian is so dedicated to what what our decision was to record today. This man is recording live from Soho House, Okay. You know the vibes. You, you're not going to get this in on any other pod, okay? <laughs> My guest is reporting live from Soul House. Anyway, Listen, you know what I'm saying? Like I told you, it's Valentine's Day weekend. I, I have a nice lady out here with me, and like I need a little spot to, to get away from the, from the noise. It's snowing outside. I, I'm pretty sure it's not snowing where you at right now, so. It's it's literally 85 degrees. Bro. Jealous as hell right now, but I wish I was out there. Let's get right into it. So... <laughs> I think there's been a little bit of news happening in this world. It's a little bit. <laughs> fairly, <It's> a little. <laughs> fairly recently. But I do want to get into the Ben Simmons deal. Sure. First, on a basketball level, why does this help them on the court? Oh, that's easy. That's the easiest thing you could have asked me. Number one, the Nets struggle in every area that Ben Simmons is good at, right? We know that Ben Simmons can't shoot. And Steve Nash, he addressed that the other day. But Ben Simmons is is an excellent rebounder for his position. He's an Mm. excellent defender. And one thing that's not talked about enough, he pushes the pace. Mm. James Harden, as as amazing as he is, he moves 15 miles an hour, right? Mm. And and that's just facts. He moves 15 miles an hour because he likes to slow the offense down while he can make his decisions. Ben Simmons is so athletic 
he's going to put pressure on that rim with the ball in his hands and then make decisions on the fly, right? So that's one area. Number two, the Nets have never really profiled as a good defensive team. He's mm. a perennial first-team all-defense player. And then on top of that, what you're missing in James Harden, aside from the scoring, is the playmaking. Ben Simmons is a guy who's average. He's ranked – I didn't even know this until I looked it up two days ago. He's ranked top 20 in assists every year that he's actually played. So when you look at that and you look at how it aligns with this Nets roster in the moment, you've got Kevin Durant, you've got Kyrie Irving on the road at least, right? We're trying to figure out if Kyrie Irving is going to be able to play at home. you got Kyrie Irving on the road. you got Kevin Durant at home. You get Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. You got Patty Mills. You got whenever he gets back is Joe Harris. You've got so many different options. All you need Ben Simmons to do out there is cut, play defense, make plays for his teammates, and dunk. And when you add that up with the other pieces that the Nets have, it makes sense. So, yeah, I know a lot of people are looking like, yeah, the Nets went to make the superstar big three and it didn't work. And, yes, that is part of the, the thing. It didn't work with the, with the superstar big three. Now you welcome Ben Simmons into the fold. He can do all the things that the Nets have lacked this season and it makes them a more complete basketball team. And that's why it works. Yeah. And I think, look, I've, I've, nobody's been harder on Ben Simmons than me. Nobody's been more down on Ben Simmons <laughs> than me. I, I'm the, I'm the, I'm probably the biggest Ben sure. Simmons doubter that there is. However, he has never played with somebody like Kyrie. He has exactly. never played with somebody like KD. Exactly. He's never played with a guy who is a threat to, kill you on the pull-up three in the pick-and-roll. And so when teams try to blitz the pick-and-roll against Kyrie or blitz yeah. the pick-and-roll against KD and Ben Simmons gets the ball at the top of the key on a four-on-three situation, yeah. that's death for yeah. defenses. You know, like, he's going to be put in amazing positions to succeed. I think basketball-wise, there is no better place Ben Simmons could have landed than on the Nets because, as you said... He's going to be asked to do all the things that he succeeds at and none of the things that he doesn't, which was not the case in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, and when you when you look at how the Nets roster is built, there's lineups where they could put nothing but shooters around Ben Simmons, shooters yeah. and defenders. And if you have that on the floor, what, what more do you need from it except, hey, set a screen here? What I think, the Nets might end up actually using Ben Simmons as a big. As like mm. a like as you see how they used Bruce Brown last year, right. they basically took Bruce Brown and supersized him into Ben Simmons. Imagine that you've got a player who can set screens and then roll, catch the ball, and then make a play out of there. If if there's a big man defending the rim, that means that big man that big man really helped from another shooter. Ben Simmons is going to make that pass ten times out of ten. We see from yep. his numbers. So not only you do you have another playmaker, a, a supplementary playmaker, but you also have someone who can make plays on the defensive end, and that's someone. That's somewhere where the Nets have really struggled, right? The Nets haven't had that shutdown basketball player on the defensive end who could turn defense to offense, right? When you listen to Steve Nash and what he mm. said, he said, hey, we're lacking that transition because we don't have that stop that stopper. Now you've got someone in Ben Simmons who's gone get steals. You see the steals numbers also top four. That's crazy. He's top 20 in each of the four years that he's been in league in steals as well. Like yep. people like to overlook that. Like, yeah, yes, he sat out this entire season. Yes, he was. <laughs> and, and listen, I'm not I'm not giving him any breaks. Yes. What happened in Philadelphia happened. was whack. That was corny, Christian. It was. I'm not where I'm not giving from, him no breaks from. You don't move like that. I'm going to ask him about that, too, when it's time when he has his press conference. But at the end of the day, outside of that. He's a complete basketball player around everywhere else. And they have enough other players in the roster. People forget 
These Nets have LaMarcus Aldridge too. And no matter where you stand on mid-range jump shots or back to the basket shots, LaMarcus Aldridge is valid in everybody's book. So you got LaMarcus Aldridge, you got Patty Mills, you got Kevin Durant, you got Kyrie Irving, you got Joe Harris whenever he gets healthy, and then you add in Ben Simmons to the mix. It just, it just makes sense on so many different levels. Is Joe Harris going to get healthy? That's a question we don't know, right? I was I was the I was probably the number one person saying, "Hey, if the Nets don't know if Joe Harris is going to be healthy, they should trade him." Right? Mm. You don't you don't have time to waste. This season is going to go down the drain if you don't know. If you could yeah. I was saying, "Hey, look, if Joe Harris is going to be healthy, the Nets should probably trade him and get a 3 and D player back." I was the number one person saying, "Hey, the Nets need to get KCP." Get mm. Contavious Caldwell Pope in that Spencer mm. Yo, they didn't do it, right? And I thought they might have been able to do it now. But if Joe Harris is healthy, that's another three point threat. Remember, he led the led the whole league in three point percentage last year. Yes, he did. It's crazy. So you add him back into the mix. We don't know if Joe Harris is going to be healthy. I would say yes now because technically, right now, when you add Seth Curry to the mix, you don't necessarily need him. That gives him more time to get healthy. I think Joe Harris is going to be back probably sometime right before the playoffs. And that's perfect. If you're the Nets, you could bring Joe Harris off the bench. And now, look, you got a starter coming off your bench. It's, it's, it's crazy. Christian, we could do this hoop shit all day, but you know Facts. I brought you up here for the spice. Oh, okay? yeah. Talk to me. I, I brought you up here for the spice. And <laughs> I, I, I want to know, I want to know, again, Christian Winfield is the Nets beat writer for the Daily News. Okay. The New York Daily News. This guy is as locked in on that team as anybody mm. in the industry, period. Mm-hmm. That's just facts. When did you know that something was up with James Harden? In Sacramento. No, right before the Sacramento game. He missed a game. He missed the Warriors game with a right hand strain. And at that point, I knew something was up, right? Because before Mm. that, he missed a home game against the Nuggets with a left hamstring. And Mm. hamstrings can be tricky, right? Because if you, like, we we watched James Harden in the playoffs play on a bad hamstring. And I knew, Mm. at that point, I knew he he wasn't healthy. He didn't look like he had a real hamstring strain against the Nuggets. And at that point, I'm like, all right, something's a little fishy. And then he proceeds to miss five of the next seven games with this quote-unquote left hamstring tightness. And at that point, I'm like, all right. Hold on. So when was, when, when was this? Because I want to get the timeline for the This listeners. was no more than two weeks from, from now, right? I think okay. that was like January 29th, maybe 27th. Either 27th okay. or 29th was when they played them. I believe they played the Warriors on the 29th, which means they would have played the Nuggets on like the 26th of January, right? Okay. So. This is in that time. At that point, once I started to see the DNP starting to pile up, and I know this is a guy who James Harden's an Iron Man. You know what I'm saying? Yes, he's he been on record telling game. media he's told media I want to play through basically every injury because I love hooping. So for <laughs> to, to go from there to now sitting out because of left hamstring tightness, nah, I'm not buying that. And and Nets fans ain't buying that either. So. You know what I'm saying? Like around then I realized something fishy was going on. And then you started to see reports coming from Philadelphia talking about yep. James Harden. You know what I'm saying? Daryl Morey wants him this offseason. He might not resign. I'm like, mm. dang, you know what I'm saying? I guess he's really out of here. And it's, lo and behold, he's gone. So once those DMPs started piling up was really when I realized this man was really gone. I feel like this whole shit caught the Nets by surprise. Am I wrong to feel that way? Were the Nets... When I mean the Nets, I mean the most important guys in the building. Uh, Sean Marks, Steve Nash, as far as management is concerned. Did the Nets see this coming? Or was this basically sprang upon them? That's difficult to... You know, when when, when speaking to Sean Marks um, the other day, well, yesterday, really, he said that, you know... They could kind of sense that his commitment level wasn't there, even dating back to the offseason, right? Like, mm. you could really, you got to understand when you got a team like KD and Kyrie, like, things are going to come up, 
But the main thing is still going to be the main thing. No matter what, this team was going for a championship at the end of the day. And if you look at it this way, James Harden could have stayed and still got that chip. Now he's leaving and going to Philly where he's got to rework something new. We don't know. I mean, on paper, James Harden and Joel Embiid, I mean, there's Kobe and Shaq and then these two, right? Like, this is the, the level down from that. Right. But it's still, I mean, if you ask me, Joel Embiid is the second coming. It's, yeah, it's exactly. on that level. Two MVP caliber players. One's a big, one's a wing. It's on close to that level. Obviously, we're not going to disrespect nah, not at all. Kobe. Not at all. We know what they did. We know what they put out there for the people, but... Yeah, and when you look at the way Embiid has been playing, I, I've been I've been blessed to know that I'm going to get an MVP vote at the end of this year. And if I had to vote right now, Joel Embiid. Wow, yeah, congratulations, that, bro. my brother. Joel Embiid right now would get my vote. He's playing at an incredible level. For the Sixers to be this this close to the number one seed, you know what I'm saying, despite the pieces they've been missing, you know, you don't got Ben Simmons in the mix and you still might win it all. Dope. Embiid is the most dominant big man I've seen since Shaquille was in his prime. To add James Harden to that mix is a different level. But when you look at what he could have had, I don't know. you. And you answered this question for me. Where I was like, if you could play with KD or Embiid, who would you pick? That, that, that's a ridiculous Exactly. Question. Of course it's exactly. I mean, so, so to leave KD and go play with Embiid, then it's like something has to have been brewing. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that's Kyrie not getting vaccinated. We know James Harden felt a way about that. James Harden came out and said, hey, I'll give him the vaccine myself. Once you say that, I'm like, oh, yeah, you got playing. <laughs> and then you start to see the workload pick up. You start to see him having to play these 40-minute games and the Nets still losing. But to leave in the middle of that, bro, I'm, I'm not even going to hold you. To leave in the middle of this season when this team is in the trenches, when you know the only reason this team is suffering is that they're injured and they're going to get healthy. That's a little suspect, bro. I'm not gonna hold you. It's it's a good thing the Adidas propaganda that came out uh, two days ago told us that he's a big leader and he stands by his guys. That's neither here nor there. But I do want to get into. <laughs> I do want to get into the Kyrie yeah. of it all. I do want to get into that because so. I had Sarah Todd. She is a beat reporter for the Utah Jazz. Yes, obviously excellent. Hey, let me give Sarah some flowers real quick. I was out, uh, I want to say for All-Star Weekend, and I got to Chicago a day early, and I have no place to stay because I was I was going to get a hotel. And Sarah was like, nah, you could just crash. I got an extra bed in my in my hotel room. You could crash on the bed. She let me crash in a hotel, bro. Wow. Like, wow. that's love. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, wow. shout out to Sarah Todd. She She's people. She, yeah. She's people. So she was like, look, the Rudy and Donovan thing has been brewing. But it's like one of those things that literally everybody yeah. knows about. Yeah. It's not a secret. It's not even yeah. underneath the surface. It's literally right there for everybody to see. I feel like this James and Kyrie thing was not as obvious the whole time. Until, of course, you know, inevitably... Once people leave town, we get the notebook dumps from my guys at The Athletic. We're going to get the notebook dumps Not from Christian Winfield. We're going to get the, yeah, we're going to get the real once yeah. guys leave town. I want to know for you, when did you realize James was like, yo, I'm not really on you this You know, thing. it's funny because for the first half of the season, Kyrie wasn't even a, a thought, right? So the 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 constant was James and, Ky- and Kevin playing together. Once Kevin went down with that MCL sprain, bro, you could kind of see James being a little uncomfortable having to carry the entire load by himself, right? And this happened, I think James, I think Kevin went down after the Nets had already ruled that Kyrie could come back because the Nets ruled Kyrie could come back on like December 17th 
in that bucket. And James and, and, and Kevin can't go down until like middle of January. So once Kevin went down and then you start to see the rest of this team, and this is how the Nets put together. You, you can't really call it any other way. The rest of the team, after you go back behind their stars, it's built around the big dogs. It's built around the big guys. Exactly. It's Patty Mills, it's LaMarcus Aldridge, and you can't win a game with that, unfortunately, because every other team is going to have a player better than those two. And you start to see that. And then on top of that, you start to see the Nets don't have enough shooters before now until they, Seth Curry fixes a lot of that. Before getting Seth Curry and Joe Harris goes down, you start to see that James Harden can't really succeed unless you got spacing on the floor. And then on top of that, you start to see James Harden not getting the foul calls he used to get. And that's a big part of this equation as well. That's something that he's going to have to deal with no matter where he goes. He can't run away from not getting the foul calls, right? And, and that's an issue. Mm. You start seeing him not getting to the foul line. You see his efficiency going down. You see his everything is dropping, right? You can check the numbers. I'm not making this up. And then on top of that, you factor Kyrie coming in and out of the, out of the rotation. And now you start to see a frustrated James Harden, right? And, and once you start to see that, it, it was kind of crazy because you start to see all that. And then less than 24 hours later, you start to see reports from Philadelphia. James Harden upset. James Harden upset with Steve Nash's rotations. James Harden upset with the tax rate in New York City. I'm like, taxes? You have to pay that no matter who you do. Taxes? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. A bunch of stuff you start to see. And I didn't believe it at first, right? I'm I'm the person who asked James Harden. I'm the person who asked James the first questions about well. these reports. I was talking about him going to Philly. I'm like, yo, do you see these reports? He's like, yo, reports? I don't pay no attention to reports. Like, they're just reports. They're not just reports. There was reports of how he got to Philly. So it's crazy, man. The mm. whole the way this whole thing play, played out was kind of crazy. But end of the day, the Nets have a, if you ask me, and if you ask the players, they have a better team now. They think that the Nets think they got better from this trade. Mm. And I happen to think the same as well. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man. I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20 for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. 
I do want to talk about the KD of it all as well because KD is the guy. He's the linchpin. He's the reason that Harden wanted to even force his way to Brooklyn. He's the guy that brought Kyrie yeah. Irving over there. He is the guy at the center of everything the Nets are trying to do. Yeah. He's the guy that signed his damn extension first last summer. Was like, I'm here. I'm and that's Brooklyn. when, not even to cut you off, when James Harden didn't sign his extension, bro, that's when everybody was like, we should have known. What's going on there? When someone doesn't sign that extension, it's for two reasons. Number one, they want to get paid more. And right, you could make the case James Harden didn't sign the extension because he wants to go from making $200 million over the next five years to 270 I don't know about right. you. I'd take an extra $70 million on top right now. Yes, I think I would too. Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, if you got Kevin Durant signing that extension now, setting the tone for everybody yeah. else, and I'm James Harden, yeah. I really want to be part of this, I might sign that thing because KD could have made more money by waiting until next summer too. So what is the risk? So that was kind of now kind of thinking about the question you asked. That was kind of the number one red flag. Okay, he didn't sign his extension. But we've seen players not sign that extension and then sign it later just to get the bag. Right. James Harden's a different breed. So, yeah. So when is, but what I want to know is like, because you hear stuff, of course, you talk to people. I talk to people that might know some people. Yeah. Of course, I talk to guys like you who are on the ground in New York City. Um, there's a sense that KD and Kyrie have never been closer. How yeah. could that be the case? Is that what you're hearing? Is that the sense that you get? You got to you gotta think of it this way. And this is kind of what I started to process over the, over the weekend as well. You know, the plan never included James Harden. James mm -hmm. Harden was an addition to the plan, but the plan mm -hmm. always included... They, James, Kevin and Kyrie came here together, right? Believe it or not, COVID or not, like COVID, no matter what it is, it's still... It's still Kyrie Irving's personal decision, no matter what. Mm -hmm. It's a decision. And he's going on record saying this. Him as a basketball player only spends a fraction of his time on the floor. So why would he do something so permanent as to get a vaccine? And I, to be honest, you know what I'm saying? I would agree with him. To be honest, like mm -hmm. if I didn't have to get vaccinated to be in my career field right now, the NBA gave me no choice but to get vaccinated or to work from home and never go to a mm -hmm. game again. Like I had no choice. If I had the choice. I might have then waited a little bit longer and seen what these these policies would change into. And that's what the Nets are doing right now. They're waiting. There's no telling. In two weeks from now, the vaccine mandate in New York City could change and Kyrie will be available to play all games no matter what. Right. So there's that aspect of it all. But then there's also the aspect of it that James Harden, like I said, was an addition to the current plan. Right. Like they were always going to had had they not traded their depth for James Harden, they would probably have swapped out that depth for even more, you know, what I'm saying mm -hmm. uh, impact role players like a, like a, a Ben Simmons solves a lot of the issues like an Andre Drummond. These, this team can't rebound. Now you've got Andre mm -hmm. Drummond. He can do that and block shots like a Seth Curry. Somebody could hit some shots. So, you know, what I'm saying it, it kind of stings from the from the standpoint that this is an organization that went all in on star power and tried to sell Brooklyn on having stars. Right. Like. Well, and when you think about it, what three, what team has three players that can guard Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden? Maybe the Clippers, there, if you think about it, that you got Kawhi no and Paul George, but no, no, exactly. So that was what they were going for. But to backpedal and now put this team forward where you have Ben Simmons, depending on what level, I think we're going to get the best possible Ben Simmons because he's going to be in a healthy space where he doesn't have to score. He's going to have to basically facilitate and defend and run. That's great. And, and now you add all these other parts. I, I think the Nets are in a great space right now, man. So... It's, it's a fun time, man. It's a fun time to cover this team. I'm not going to hold you. Yeah, because look, while I, I feel everything that you just said, Kyrie, get the job, man. Like, get over yourself. <laughs> yeah. Get over yourself. You know what I'm saying? And, and here's what I'll add on to that. 
no matter how hesitant I was to get the vaccine, after I got vaccinated, I caught COVID. I told people that I caught COVID in Chicago when the Nets beat the Bulls by 26. I yeah. caught COVID right after that game. Right. And at that point, I was like, yo, had I not been vaccinated, this could have been a lot worse for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, Facts. I was coughing. I'm sitting there in the post game press conference. Steve Nash is looking at me crazy. I'm sweating down my forehead. I'm coughing. <laughs> oh I got the itchy cough. I'm scratching my neck, my neck, looking oh like I got an addiction. God. It was crazy. And then, like, I left after that. But then, as soon as I get back to my, my hotel, I'm thinking like, yo, if I didn't get vaccinated, I could have been a dub right then and there. And everybody <laughs> around me could have been a dub, too. So it's like, yo, Kyrie, you got to get vaxxed, bro. I mean, no. And then he doesn't. And that's what being a, a star of his level and having that money and, this, and this, these mm. options affords you. He doesn't have to get vaccinated if he doesn't want to. And that's where the Nets are at with it. So I want to get you out of here on this because it's important. Um I think people don't realize the extent to which the NBA is a people business. Sure. And it's about relationships. Sure. It's about how effective can people communicate, right? Like, for instance, when you can, when it comes to a coach, you can have all the X's and O's you want to have. Yeah. If you can't effectively communicate to your guys <laughs> to deliver it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? The stuff that matters is the people and the connections. So I'm all of that being said, when you're talking about Kyrie Irving, you're talking about KD, they're two of the most, shall we say, mercurial yeah. 100%. stars 100%. in our league. And then you add Ben Simmons' yeah. personality into that mix. And I think Steve Nash is a brilliant, emotionally intelligent guy. Yeah. I think I don't think a lot of people could step into that situation. And handle it as effectively as Steve Nash has yeah. on a people level. Yeah. Are KD and Kyrie going to be able to deal with Ben Simmons? That's tough. You know, the other side of this question, right, I think Doc Rivers is great for James Harden. I think Doc Rivers is going to be the coach that gets under him, that lights a fire under him. And we, I, and this pains me to say it because he kind of dragged it in Brooklyn. I think we're going to see James Harden take it to another level in Philly because of the coaching. In Brooklyn, and this is what you get when you decide to sign a rookie head coach to coach a championship team, no matter what his pedigree is, you're getting someone who's still learning on the job, and Steve Nash yeah. is still learning on the job. And we see that. We see that with his substitution patterns. We see that with his adjustments or lack thereof in high-pressure games. We see that in, in many different shapes in a game. But at the end of the day, you know, and, and this is the crazy part. I think back to what Kyrie said in the offseason. You know what I'm saying? We don't really have, Steve could be the coach. I could be the coach. Kevin could be the coach. Right? He said these are his words. And that's right. kind of what it comes down to. I think the basketball aspect of it all is going to take over. How can you have a guy like Ben Simmons impact the game? And, and here's another thing. I don't think Ben Simmons has much of a margin for error. Right. He just mm -hmm. left Philly where he number one, he didn't play. Number two, we we all saw the playoffs. We saw what he did. We, no, I matter sure how, did. no matter how much you like Ben Simmons, you cannot ignore what he did in the playoffs, right? So there's that. But on top of that, there's the talent. Like, it, you can talk about the jump shooting. You talk about the free. I think the free throws are going to be the biggest issue with Ben Simmons because if teams are hacking the Simmons, you can't play him in the last five minutes of a game, which is tough. But if you're playing him in the first what was was 48 in the first 43 minutes of a game and he's being that force on defense and he's getting out in transition, I think this team is going to benefit a lot from playing with pace because James, as much as, as talented as James Harden is, he moves 15 miles an hour. Ben Simmons is going to move that ball and he's going to sprint 
and you can use him off the ball, right? Even if he's not shooting, he's going to set screens and cut, and then he's going to make plays off of that. I, I don't think the basketball fit of it is going to be a problem. I think making sure Ben Simmons is in the right mental health space because we got to see what that looks like is going to be is going to be a thing, and then just figuring out how the rest of this roster fits. You know, the Nets have eleven point six million dollars of a trade exception to sign free agents with. They might go try to get Goran Dragic. They might try to get DJ Augustine. We don't know. They need more, some more 3 and D wings. I think the basketball act aspect of it is going to fit perfectly. So I really can't wait. After the All-Star break, we're going to see all those pieces start coming together. And uh, shit, man, listen, I know the Nets might not be the championship favorite in, in everybody's mind. And to me, if they match up with a team like Miami or Milwaukee, it might be tough. tough. But whenever you got KD and Kyrie on the floor, anything can happen. We saw Kyrie, KD last season almost send the Bucks home basically by himself on that shot. I watched KD this season beat Joel Embiid's Sixers with just eight other players on his team. The Nets had like 10 people in COVID and he beat them with a shorthanded roster. I don't, I don't, I don't think that this trade hurts them. I think it's kind of it's gonna fall on Steve Nash, like we were talking with the mental aspect of it, with the rotations and with all the other stuff to, to put it all together. So we're going to put it on Steve Nash. Hey, listen, man. Christian Winfield, what a vibe. New York Daily News, what a vibe. Nets Beat reporter. I'm a big fan of yours, bro. I'm a big fan of yours, bro. You've been doing your thing for him. Let me give you some flowers right quick, bro. Appreciate you for as far as you came. My man's got his own show. Stop playing with him, bro. Tell him <laughs> yesterday's price is not today's price. Listen, listen, listen. We're we going to talk about that off camera. <laughs> but, but listen, no. Christian, man, um, you are one of the most plugged-in dudes out in New York City. You're a guy from the town, which means a lot to me. Appreciate Which that. I love that for you. Appreciate and you're that, killing man. it. Thank you for coming on my show today, brother. Thank Tell you for the having people me, where they man. can find you. Literally anytime. Listen, you know I'm on Twitter slinging that thing. It's at Chris Splash on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? And it's not just it's not just basketball. If you need some crypto news as well, you feel me? You already <laughs> know the vibes. NFT gay. So I'll have me. And I'm here, bro. You already know the vibes. I love it, bro. I'm going to get up with you when I get to New York in two weeks. Absolutely. Uh, this was Weekends with Waz. We'll see you guys next Sunday. Peace. Anything is possible. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.